Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Circuit of Life podcast. I'm here with my wife again. Maribel, say hello. Hello. And we got some... I'm not sure what we have here. Uh, I believe uh, my wife's going to interview me. She said she has some questions for me. So uh, why don't we get started? First, I never said I was going to interview him. Second, I have one question for you. How was your week? My week was fantastic. That's it? (laughs) You're not going to elaborate? Oh, was that why? I didn't know. Well, I feel like if you're going to ask me questions, you need to kind of lead the conversation. Like I said, I had one question for you. We welcomed a new family member into our family. <laughs> yeah, we did. Not me personally, <laughs> but we met him. Yeah, my my sister has a new baby boy. Alejandro Joel, a.k.a. Alex. How'd you feel about that? I asked him because she went into labor. Let me give you a backstory first. (laughs) (laughs) I asked him because she texted us. Um, He was a St. Patty's Day baby, a lucky charm. I asked him, are are you excited to, you know, have a new nephew? And he goes, I guess. I kind of knew when she told me that she was pregnant that we were going to have another baby in the family but how did you feel after meeting him i yeah and and so i gotta i gotta address this from two sides in concept is just i again come back to the way i process things and it's okay yeah i'm my sister tells me i'm pregnant well what happens when people get pregnant they have a baby that's pretty obvious to me anyway so i don't know i get i'm weird about the things that i get excited about or how i get excited so it wasn't like oh my gosh she's gonna have a baby it's like yeah i know that already she told me she was pregnant and then nine months later the baby comes i get it it's it's, it's pretty simple but meeting the baby is different like at all holding the baby seeing that like i get i get excited actually being in the presence and interacting with you know with another human so when we went to the hospital and i held the baby and you know for i like i I like the idea of knowing that i will be an influence in this person's life for in some way shape or form is i'll be their uncle and I will, because I've said before, you know, I'm a sum of all of the inputs and experiences that I've had. So whatever interactions he have, has with me is also going to somewhat form the person that he is. So it's like, it's it's almost like if uh, like you're building something out of Legos and everybody's going to bring their own bag of blocks. So it's like I'm bringing a portion of the blocks to help build him. The one of the first questions he told Alex or the statements because the baby can't talk back. <laughs> he goes, "You're gonna be a little race car driver." 
Well, that's his Lego. <laughs> yes. Hey, we're all pushing an agenda. But also, that was on the mind because in the hospital, uh, on the on the TV was playing uh, Street Outlaws, which is, uh, if you guys don't know, it's a show about drag racing. And uh, yes, I like to go racing. I will go drag racing for the first time this year. And uh, I mean, imagine if I had started racing when I was a baby. You know how fast I would be right now? <laughs> but yeah. Did it, did it stir up any emotions about you personally having kids? Oh, absolutely. I'm ready to be a father. Yeah. Do you ever doubt yourself and say, am I going to be a good father? No. Never? No. Because hmm. I know I'm going to try my hardest to be a good father. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that you're not gonna try your hardest, but maybe because we're not in that situation. But don't you think that um, if I were to get pregnant, would you think? Do you think uh, you will look at life a little bit differently? Sure, sure. It's it's obviously gonna weigh in on whatever decisions. It's like whatever's going on in my life weighs in on how on my decision making process. Did your decision-making process change after we got engaged or after we got married? Uh, well, I would say both. Is it, it's like it's like stages. Is you know you start you're gonna do things differently. You're like, okay, I know I'm gonna get married, and then then once you're married, you're like, okay, I'm married. You know, you start saying maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, like what? What has been something that you've shy it away from um i will say motorcycle racing is i used to do track days uh circuit circuit riding on uh on a sport bike and i want to be around for a long time but i can't not do like my passion hobbies like i've been into motorsports and racing for as long as i can remember skirt, skirt. and i can't imagine myself not being around that scene in some way shape or form but i have crashed on my motorcycle and so i just think about it is calculated risks is i mean you could die just in a regular car accident going down the road but going drag racing in a car i'm looking at the physics behind it like there's at least a cage around me where if i fall off a motorcycle you know, that you just, you have way less protection. FYI, people, I've never told him not to do any of these things. He's made up these decisions by himself. No, full disclosure. <laughs> I'm, this is, I'm not throwing shade at my wife in, in any way. She's never said, it. oh, you, I don't want you to go racing. But I'm, I'm cognizant of the fact that she worries about me. And I know she worries about me because she loves me. And... Like I said, I want to be here. I don't want, at the same time, if I just, if I'm riding around, uh, you know, trying to trying to be the next Valentino Rossi, I don't, uh, I don't believe that I can make a living doing that. I'm grounded in stability. I like having a, a stable nine to five, and luckily, my nine to five affords me still the opportunity to take part in these hobbies, but. If I get into a bad motorcycle crash, you know, that could affect 
my ability to make money. So I figure going down a quarter mile in a car with a seatbelt and a helmet, you know, shit happens, but I think it's less likely to happen. And at the end of the day, you know, every day is a risk. Like I said, you could be walking down the street and a truck hits you and then you're like, well, so I avoided you, everything and now I'm dead. So you think having a kid will further exasperate that? Like, It might. I tell myself that I'll probably still go racing. Um, but I might sing a different tune once uh, once we do cross that bridge. Interesting. But who knows? Maybe I, maybe, uh, I, w- I went to a Cars and Coffee yesterday. My wife came with me and uh, there was... I saw... And and being I guess being real with myself, like I said, you don't know until you're in in that position. But there was a there was a, a guy, a dad, and he showed up in a Camaro with his son. Camaro was loud as all hell, and uh, and he, you could see in the, he was in the in the baby seat, and he had protective uh, earmuffs for hearing protection because the car was so loud, and. Uh, my wife and I laughed, but at the same time, I appreciated. It's like you know, he wants. That's the he's into motorsports, so he's that's what he's his kid is getting exposed to, and I'm sure. And, and this is me speculating here. I don't know that person or their relationship, but you know, you, you just imagine the uh, the wife saying like, "Oh, and make sure you put his muffs on." It's like at the end of the day, you are who you are. You know, and you're gonna you're gonna do what you do. So, but then later on, we were because you just walk around this huge parking lot. But later on, we we stumbled across this guy and his son. I'm assuming, and they were in the driver's seat, and the dad was pushing the gas, and he had the biggest smile on his face because the little kid loved the revving of the engine. It was just cracking up. And to me, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that is so cute. They're partaking in an activity. And just as much joy that the dad had with revving his Camaro, the little kid was just finding it, like, so awesome. And maybe because that kid might not remember that moment, but he's going to remember how much love his dad had for that car. And that's going to grow in him. You know, because... Me growing up personally, and I saw my dad love something or my mom love something, and that's like you remember that. Do you remember your parents have a passion for anything? Um, I'm trying to. Yes, uh, uh my dad. Uh, so my dad grew up in Mexico, and he um, there's a thing called uh, coleando which is basically you ride on a horse and you shoot out of a gate and there's a, a bull that comes out alongside you and the whole object is to knock the bull down. You, you kind of grab the bull by the tail and wrap it around your leg. And uh, it's pretty freaking amazing. Um, I, I don't think that it's something I could do, uh, but my dad has done it and uh, he watches videos of it so to give you an analogy, what that is to him, racing is to me. I, 
he still pops in a DVD and watches videos of these guys doing it. And you should see the smile on his face. Like, that is his passion. So I, I really think it's important for your kids to see that you have a passion. You know? I agree. Because it makes them want to also either partake in your passion, if they want to, or find a passion for themselves. Yeah, you have, that's, uh, you know, you're going to find out what makes you tick. What You do something just for the sake of doing it, really for no other reason. Mm-hmm. I go racing because I love racing. Right. I don't make a dime doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's an expensive hobby, as you guys all know, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. What are some of your passions, Maribel? They're all different. Sometimes I really have a big passion for baking. And then I just like to experiment and bake. Um, Even though I don't bake um, as much as I used to. Just because um, I don't eat as much as I used to. And sugar and flour and all of that. Um, But I do find myself baking keto goodies but not as much just because i'm just trying to stay away from that right now (laughs) trying to eat more real food um but working out is a another passion for me staying active um and i want my kids to see that um yeah Other passions include like makeup and like art and things like that. We already know what your passions are. Cars, motorcycles, racing, <laughs> rinse and repeat. <laughs> Which I'm finding interesting as well. Um, yeah, she, she was staring hard at a Corvette <laughs> yesterday. She. We, <laughs> We're, uh, there was a couple couple of our friends uh, that we met up with at the event. And uh, I, I'm looking over because we had migrated over towards my car. And, and she's, she's standing over there and I'm trying to get her attention. She's like entranced and she's a dog lover as well. And there was somebody there that had a husky. And I thought she, she was over there still because she was playing with the dog. And she, uh, she comes back over. She was like, oh, I was looking at that Corvette. <laughs> Well, because he was he was pulling up, or I don't know what the hell he was doing. Either he was way, in. he was backing in, but it's just like the sounds of it. Um, that's mostly what I like. I don't know that much about cars. The I guess I just have some knowledge of just all the blabbering Guillermo does about cars. So I know a little bit. And did you not formally own a Camaro? I did. And it just brought back so many memories of my Smokey and how much I miss him. That was the car's name, Smokey, for for you guys that don't know. (laughs) But I was thinking about, because we rode in Guillermo's car yesterday, and um, he has a Speed 3. And I was thinking about her name. And I think I'm going to throw it out there and... This is the first time I'm telling him. But what about Molly? Molly. I don't know. 
Because I name all the cars. Yeah, my spare bike is named Priscilla. Yeah, I named her. So I don't know. What do you think? Why Molly? I don't know. It just it just comes to me. Hmm. I I can't name a car until I know it or a bike until I feel it and I've been there. You know, sometimes you just have to just feel it. And when I was thinking about it, that's the first name that came to me was Molly. It's an interesting name. I don't know. I gotta let it uh let it marinate. Yeah. What would you name it if you had to? I don't know. It's hard to come up with it on the spot. <laughs> we'll keep you guys posted if we name her Molly or not. Well. Maybe Molly because and Mazda. I don't know. I'm trying to find reasons why I came up with it. Why my brain thought about it. but Which is... I guess I sort of named it. Oh. Well, this is this is <laughs> this is why I'll say I'll sort of named it is so I signed up for for a forum uh, on the interwebs and uh, there there's a field where it says name of your car and my car didn't have a name, but it's like well you got to put something I don't remember if it was a required field or not but I I do remember that I did feel fill the field out. And I named This is it. news to me. And I, well, I don't tell you everything that goes on with cars and stuff. I would bore you to death. That's the part that I like interesting about cars, about naming cars. And this is the, and he doesn't tell me about it. You know, life's busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I named it Taz with two Z's. Taz. Because it's all black. And it reminds me I don't of... remember Taz being black. He was definitely brown. Yes, you are correct about that. But the as you know, I also like animals a lot. I know a lot about <laughs> animals. The real Tasmanian devil is a small black creature. Oh. Um. And so that... So is Taz a boy? Because you always be calling her her. Well, you said her. I never really have assigned a gender to the vehicle. <laughs> so, I don't know now. Um, now. Now my car's having an identity crisis. <laughs> well, that's my two sons. But I didn't know it was named already. I wouldn't be... We talked about this yesterday. Not once did he mention that. Well, I didn't even remember until just now. <laughs> Jesus, like I'm in trouble for naming my own car. No, you're not in trouble. You should have just been like, I named it Taz with two Z's. And we're going to be like, all right, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have put my thinking cap on. It's not like I got a freaking birth certificate for it. <laughs> well, technically you do. It just doesn't have a name on it. It's right. called the title. Well, yeah, but that's just that's my ownership of it. Right. And what is a birth certificate? It gives you the name and it tells you the but, owners of that freaking child. I, no, it's just a cert, It's a certification of the child being born. That's why it's called a birth certificate. <laughs> yes, you were born. A title means the car was titled. There are cars that don't have titles. Does that mean they don't have names? They can have a name and no title. Yeah. Most cars all most cars have titles and no names. 
I search for cars all the time online, and there's something that says no title. So then what? I wonder what other people called Molly. <laughs> <laughs> See? Now she's not going to turn around, or he's not going to turn around. I was like, am I Taz? Am I Molly? What's going on? <laughs> you know how like some people were, like rescue a dog, and they're like, oh, well, his name is Charlie. And they're like, oh, I like Charlie. I'm going to call him this now. You know? Like, right. When you rename a dog, does the dog... Can it learn and see name? I mean, I could go and legally change my name. For sure. I did. That's a lie. I did. I was form I, I was formerly known as Mirabel Gonzalez. Oh. <laughs> You're talking about changing your last name because we got married. It's I, I'm still just, a fucking name. Yes, but I you made me think and I'm like, what would your name used to be? When I have to fill out applications, it asks me. If you had any other previous names, and I have to answer yes. Do you see? I'm always, I'm so technical about everything. I do because my history shows that that was my previous name. Right, but as like in, looking at standardized forms, I always think they said like your maiden name. Like I feel like they get treated differently. No, it's still the same thing. Yeah, if you if you I want to speak to, in general, I have to go and tell the government that I wanted to change my name. I had to fill out an application. I had to do everything about it and pay the fees and do everything to change my name. Oh, I don't think there was a fee because it was a marriage reason why. I don't remember. Well, there's no official documentation for me to name my car or register it with the government. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you pay your taxes. They just don't give a shit. Their, their naming of the car is your license plate. Exactly. So technically, you kind of do. Right, but I could go and get vanity plates. Or, That's or... so... The government still knows what the fuck you put on your plate. Right, but we're talking about two different things. How? It's the name, and this is how they name. The government really doesn't care about my name either. Well, if that's the case, then the name is the Vin. Because <laughs> that doesn't change. <laughs> that's true. Then it gets a name from the factory. My name is my social security number. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just numbers. We are just numbers. Let's not get started on that. <laughs> that's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> but we'll leave that one alone. So basically, this podcast, I wanted Guillermo to tell me his real feelings about having a baby. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to be a father. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll yeah. be a new experience. It's like, are you ever ready to be a parent? It's like, there is no time where you're, okay, as long as you have X, Y, and Z, it's like, what 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 is it what is being ready to be a parent i've i've asked that question to people that have kids and says how did you know you were ready and he goes you you're never really ready you just do it and then you you know see what happens <laughs> and hopefully you don't screw your kids up too bad you know i think my parents did a good job with me but if you ask if you ask them they go ah, i don't know we screwed you guys up a little bit and i go ah you guys are full of it you didn't screw us up we said we're fine yeah, and earlier this morning we were talking about um, our parents. Guillermo asked me, when's the one time you're, uh, did your parents ever catch, catch you drunk? And I told him, well, I was like, I would come home and they would be sleeping. And sometimes my mom would ask me, like, why'd you sleep in your um, going out clothes? 
And I'll just be like, oh, I'm just tired. But it was never talked about. And then the one time she did see me drunk, it was at um, one of my birthday parties. Um, Remind you, she was of drinking age already. Yeah. She uh, this was this was already several years ago. She was twenty six at the time, I believe. I don't know, or twenty five. I don't know. Me and my brother share a birthday, so we twenty five or twenty six. In either case, well past the legal drinking age. Right, and I got wasted. It was a fun time. Um, but the very next day, my mom calls me into her room and she is like, I am so disappointed in you. And she's, that is not how a lady acts. <laughs> and I just listened and I said, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> um, but it was never really talked about. And, you know, and then my nephew came and then he was telling his telling me his stories and I'm like, well, do you think my brother just, it, I don't think my brother is that naive to not think that he's drinking, but this is something that it's talked about. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. People, a lot, a lot of our, the way we were brought up is, so we're first generation here of immigrant parents and it's just old school traditional ways of certain things just don't get talked about for whatever reason you just repress everything and put it inside and hopefully they just figure things out and says well we don't do that and we don't talk about that well why not well because because that's because that's the way it is and then that's it mm-hmm. um like i never had that awkward conversation that most people say oh my parents talked to me about the birds and the bees no no they're just they don't touch it with a 10-foot pole and they just figure i guess you eventually figure it out and uh you know don't if, if you're a guy don't don't knock anybody up and if you're a girl you better not get pregnant until you get married that's uh yeah cause it's just uh i don't know it's just how it is yeah i think that's the one thing that i would definitely change it was a it was a taboo subject for whatever reason and it's like it's natural yeah. People have sex. I'm going to talk to my kids as ASAP about it. ASAP? Yeah. What what's what's an appropriate age to have that conversation? Um I I don't know because I'm trying to think of myself when I was 10. Right. And I think you just have to play it by ear and like you see what maturity the, level your kids at. Exactly. And what kind of stuff they're getting into. Because I'm trying to think. I think it was fifth grade when they started talking about the hormones and like having periods and. Right now, that's that's a good one. There is like because you you well, I mean, like yeah, if you're if you're a female, eventually you're gonna start your menstrual cycle, and if nothing has ever been explained to you and you don't know, it's like like. I can't, and this is, obviously, this is a male point of view, but it's like, that's gotta be scary. There's like, what is going on? And it's like, nobody warned me, you know, that's. But there's, there's cultures out there like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's tons of shame that brings with having a period. Right. I don't, it's just part of the biological natural process. Yeah, but it's, can you imagine? bleeding 
at least a week out of every single That's all I can do is just imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And it, like, disrupts your hormones. You feel all types of ways. You retain water. (laughs) I'm going through change. (laughs) Shameless plug for, what is it called? Big Mouth? Big Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Funny show. Oh, man. Does does a very good job at, uh, I guess, talking about, you know, puberty and the, how awkward everything is. Yeah. But, but hilarious. Yeah. Guys, watch it if you haven't. <laughs> the Shame Monsters. My the favorite. Shame Wizard. Shame Wizard, yes. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Everybody goes through shame. Especially when you're first going through puberty. It's like... First of all, it's completely different, and you, you kind of feel like you're alone because it's like awkward to even talk about it, you know. And then like your my parents didn't talk about it, and it's like, what am I? What's going on? You know, and like the limited information that sex ed gave you at school, like I, we didn't have access to the internet about that, you know. Now kids just be like, just Google it. And they can read all types of opinions on it. Yeah. We just had to figure it out by ourselves. I mean, it turned I mean, out I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Well, um, well, guys, we went from cars and coffee to naming vehicles to puberty and <laughs> Having the sex talk with your kids. And uh, this conversation's been all over the place. But life is all over the place. But everything has everything to do with everything. And that's what the Circuit of Life podcast is all about. So thanks for joining us, guys. And uh, we'll have some more episodes for you at uh, another time. And don't forget to download us on... Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, TuneIn, whatever you listen to your podcasts on. Alternatively, type in any search engine, Circuit of Life Podcast, and it will pop up. Thanks for listening, and this is us signing off. Goodbye. Mwah!